Hello, everyone. Hello. This is Faye, and I sell Medicare plans. This is a podcast where Medicare professionals, insurance professionals, and people who desire to have the type of life that we have come to hear how it's done, why we do it, what are the hacks that we use, what are the tips, what's the best way to get the best out of this life. Welcome everyone. My audience today are some fantastic women in insurance again. This is our second podcast of women in insurance and I am so pleased to have with me the Medicare Wonder Woman, Rebecca Davis, Jean-Anne Conway, Malia Rogers, Anna St. Louis, and of course, the one and only Galen Hendricks. And when you look in where Galen is today, you will understand why it's so important to do this business and do it right because she's traveling and she's living the life. Thank you ladies for all joining me today. I usually start, and I'm sorry, Rebecca, you're the one at the top of the screen. I start at the top and just work my way around. So if there's some way that you guys can make your pictures move around so that you're where you want to be, that's great. But I'm starting with Rebecca. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I see that you have been busy doing um AHIP and certifications, have you gotten them all done? Well, I've gotten everything done that's out. There's still a few that haven't dropped yet, so I'm waiting for those. Or at least I think okay. I've got <laughs> Now, what is it that you typically do for your agents to encourage them? I know one of the things is to get it done yourself first, but then how do you, uh, how do you motivate them and encourage them to get it done? Well, I've tried different things over the years. This particular year, I am hosting a giant AHIP kickoff party at the end of the month for my team, um, for everybody to come to. It's a giant pool party at the ranch um, where they can, it's a 160 acre ranch where they can go exploring on, ride a horse, swim. And I'm looking at bringing in the cowboy chef Newton from the TV Master Chef show in to cook. Oh, wow. So hopefully that'll drive some motivation this year. I've, in the past, I've offered, you know, uh, to pay for AHIP if they get it done by a certain time frame, extra marketing dollars, things like that. It, you know, certain agents are just good about it and other agents aren't. And I struggle every year trying to figure out how to get the ones that aren't up to par with everybody else. So. <laughs> uh, well, for me personally, it's always been, when I see the first notice, I don't jump on it. I'm not one of those, just, I'm gonna do it right then and there. But then I will plan a day or two where that's all that I'm going to do. And then I just knock them all out at one time. So I, I don't procrastinate, but I do set a date. Yeah. And I try to make that as early, early in July. Uh, I personally can't do them all like that. I, I like to do one a day as they come out. That way it's not just this overwhelming, you know, nightmare. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. But I just, I mean, I, you know, I've done it that way for a long time. So 
and I, I'm sure that I'm not doing as many as you are. So that makes a difference as well. <laughs> Anybody oh, else finish their AHIP and their certs already? I'm sorry? I was asking if anyone else has completed AHIP and their certs. Uh, I haven't. I typically wait till the last minute and procrastinate. <laughs> but what I'm seeing this year is a lot of agents have posted that they've taken it and that it's the easiest AHIP. So I'm kind of feeling encouraged and maybe this is the year that I Well, go for it, go for it. Get it done and get it out of the way. If you, let me ask you, are you running an agency with other agents or are you independent, like I'm working independent. alone? I'm independent, but working on an agency. Okay, then it, because you're gonna have other people who will be following what you do as a leader, it will be important for you to say, I've done mine, and now you know you you can encourage them and help them, and you may be able to even answer some questions that they find difficult. That's so, a very good point. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I, there have been times when agents have waited until the last minute and the like the <laughs> last day before, uh, as a captive manager, the last day before the the deadline for them to do it. I've had three or four on the phone with me because now they've got a rush to do it and they don't want to miss or use up an opportunity. So that can happen and that can be stressful. So you don't want to get in that position. Everybody else pretty good with AHIP and um, certifications? Does anybody have any new tips to give us about getting those things done this year. Okay, so we are going to move away from that topic. We are going to move right into work-life balance. Um, <laughs> Malia asked if we, how she was just wondering how we all did it and and my response was, are you serious? Do you really try to do that? <laughs> but somehow we get it all done. But then for me, it's probably different from others because I don't have small children at home anymore. Um, but I can remember when I did work and I did have children at home. And so there, and then at that time I didn't, we weren't in a pandemic either. So all of those things play a role. I'm gonna let some of the others who have more than two people in their household start to answer that question and help with what, what things can we do to balance life with work and building an agency, growing a business, bringing in income yourself, and yet keep your family life healthy and happy. Anyone who wants to start, go for it. Well, Faye, this is Galen. I, I don't have more than two people, thank goodness, in my home anymore. 
<laughs> but my grandchildren do live next door. So as most of you that follow me on Facebook know, I'm with them as often as I can be. You know, I feel miserably at uh, the family life balance thing when I first started, Malia, uh, because I was all about getting this career on the right path. You know, I was competing with a lot of men in the industry. So fortunately, I had a husband at home that had been really big in his career for a while, and he's 10 and a half years older than me. So when I got the opportunity to go travel and build, he encouraged me to do so, and I did that. I'll tell you, in the last 15 years of my life, when I started out on my own, you know, I started this storefront business in 2003, and 2001 was when I formed the company, knowing I was going to go out on my own in about 03 or 04. Um, you know, what I decided was there was two things. I was going to run my business with the golden rule. Um, because, you know, if you watch a lot of Facebook right now, there's a lot of that needs some humility. Uh, there's a lot of arrogance running them up. There's a lot of people out there telling you that they write all this business. And what I would warn all the women that are listening to this podcast and even my fellow colleagues, you know what? On Facebook, you're never going to hear about the disasters. Uh, right. I probably, and Brad Hannon always says, you know, your real life, you even put your disasters, you put your problems, you put your struggles out there. And I do, um, because I've learned, um, you know, I wanted to be that end all be all career woman. And what I finally realized, um, in just the last couple of months is that my son, uh, who's in the business, he let me know that while I was at all of his things, I worked a ton more than any of his other mother, his friend's mothers. And so that kind of, you know, is what I started doing back when I started this in 03. You know, at that time I would have been 40 years old and I just really wanted to have fun. And if I couldn't have fun doing it, then I wasn't going to do it. I had, Unfortunately for me, I had lots of offers when I left the agency I was at, but I knew I wanted to build something. But I also knew that I wanted to be home with my son. I wanted to be home with my husband. I wanted to do things. And, you know, like this week, I know Faye alluded to it. I was checking it out for, which, by the way, I didn't have the COVID test to get into this country, but I went and had one done, and I am negative, uh, which is awesome, Rebecca. But starting, they are going to require a COVID test. I uh, just saw my internet connections unstable. But I am at the beach. And that's what I would encourage you all to do. Take time for your families. Uh, you know, we're bringing our team of employees and agents here. People that have excelled and done above average. They will be joining me tomorrow. Uh, we've done this now. This is our fifth trip. Um, and I wanted something that, you know, when you have an agency, we have brokers and we have direct consumer agents, but I wanted to have something where my direct consumer agents felt connected and didn't feel the need to run away. Most of the people that we have lost in our direct consumer are agents who didn't really want to work hard. They didn't want to stick around. They didn't want to work the hours. 
And some of them have failed going out on their own. Some of them is, have succeeded. But what we have found is, is that when those people go out on their own, we offer them an opportunity to go out on their own so that they're not struggling. You know, one of the things that I think is important on the life and the balance is what do you want? You know, what do you want out of this? And I see Rebecca take vacations and I love that about her. I just, you know, have watched Anna have a great birthday party. Um, and I think that's really kick butt cool. And I hope that's allowed to say on the podcast because yeah. women that I was growing up with, they didn't have that opportunity. If we didn't off, you know, we, we got shoved to the side. So I'll just say, you know, I think that's a really, really important question to ask. Um, happy anniversary, by the way, Malia. Um, and, you know, just great question and just enjoy this time. I mean, you know, I am so fortunate because when I started out in this business, I was the youngest, which I'm not anymore. And I was the only female for the most part. And thank God I'm not anymore. And it's just so nice to be able to have these conversations. And Faye, I just want to tip my hat to you. You know, there's all kinds of things I want to do to do women conferences and women retreats. And I've got all kinds of goals that you guys are probably getting ready to be invited to. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I think that, that is a great question. Rebecca, I love the fact that you're doing a retreat with your agents. Getting to know people personally is really a key part of this. You know, I had some people try to start some wrong crap about me last year, just to be blunt. But I had an agent that had worked for me for almost 20 years. And the wrong people tried to do that to him. And he asked them for a release on all of the contracts he had with that FMO. And he brought them all to me because he's worked with me for years. So, you know, I think the thing that women bring to this is we bring comfort to people. We also bring, I think, that element of mothering. You know, even though a lot of us may be mothers, may not be mothers that are listening to this call, for the most part, we're nurturers. And I think people are attracted to that these days. You know, I've had so many private messages in the last weekend going, I'm watching all this stuff out on Facebook, and I'm just curious, do you buy it? And a lot of it is guys that are private messaging me. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't buy it for a minute. This business is hard, but it's also incredibly rewarding. And so I, I'm just going to encourage all of you, you know, just practice humility when somebody's trying to badmouth you, just smile at them and keep on moving. And know, you know what? There is so much room for all of us in this industry. It doesn't really matter what somebody says or does. It's how you feel and how your agents respect and feel about you. So I'm right. On the beaten path. But, you know, I wanted to say that because I think it's really important. Because I can look at the call and tell who's younger than me. And, you know... Uh, you guys have picked the right business. I mean, it's a, it's an amazing business. It's very rewarding. Um, and uh, I can't imagine doing anything else. So that's okay. It. 
Thank you so much. Now, life uh, balance, Malia, for some of us is going to be different because we may or may not have children at home. But the main thing is, as Galen said, you gotta you gotta prioritize what you want and how you want to have it, and it always helps. And I have to agree, my husband was so supportive of what I wanted to do. When I was promoted to manager and I was going to work in Texas, we lived in Orlando and I said to him, will you come with me to Texas? And he said, do they have golf courses? <laughs> and I said, yes. So that was all it took for him. Although he didn't come with me right away, he drove me to Texas. And we, I, I had to be there in such a quick time. I packed my clothes, packed my bag, and left the bag with all my dress shoes in the, in the room. Left them at home. So when we got to Irving, Texas, I had to go find a shoe store, buy a pair of shoes, because I had to be at the office the next morning. My husband found an apartment while I was doing business. We, he put me in the apartment, ordered a bed and a TV for me and Wi-Fi so that I could work. And he drove back to Florida. So, but it was good because when you're starting something new and it's a challenge and you have to give other people who are depending on you, you need to devote the time. So I think God prepared that that way. He was in Florida. We communicated every day, but I did not need to actually be with him because he was in another state. So that gave me the time to learn everything that I needed to know to actually manage well where I was in Texas. And then, you know, eventually the company moved all of our stuff to Texas, but it all works out somehow. As long as you are, you know what you want to do and you're respectful of your husband and your children and your family and your agents, it somehow all works out. Now, would you agree, Jean Ann, because you have children. I know you have small children. How does that work for you? Oh, it's trial and error. Um, so it's Janine. Janine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank um, you. Th I thought for some reason I didn't feel comfortable that I was saying it correctly. Thank you. No, you're fine. I've been called worse. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So a little bit about my backstory is I'm a single mom of two small children. Um, I've been a single mom since conception with both of them. Um, so it's a one household income. Um, my kids are, my daughter just turned five and my son will be three in August. I started doing, um, PNC when my daughter was one and I moved over, well, I still do PNC, but, um, started doing Medicare last open enrollment. So this will be my second open enrollment. Um, just really excited to be with you guys on this call. I feel like I don't deserve to be with such wonderful, successful women. So I'm just really in awe that I'm even here, but, um, Malia and I have definitely had some side conversations about work-life balance and my, um, I guess the biggest thing that helped me, especially during open enrollment was 
allowing people to help you, um, allowing people to pick your kids up from daycare, um, allowing, um, you know, just accepting that help, which I hadn't done before. Um, the other thing is, uh, after open enrollment was done, I shut my office down. So between the 15th and the first of the year, it was family time only. Um, I did a few things that I needed to do on the PNC side, but other than that, I, I didn't work at all. Um, so that made me, um, feel better about the long hours that I had been spending, um, you know, without them. Um, the other thing is getting help, you know, I just actually hired a personal assistant. So she's with the kids right now. My son has a rash thing going on, so he didn't go to daycare, but you know, having somebody to help you and, and it's okay to pay them to answer an email for you or pick up your kitchen. She, she does 50% domestic and 50% um, work stuff. So she's literally doing whatever I need at that time. Today, it's taking care of the kids, making them lunch, putting them down for a nap. So that to me has been extremely beneficial in um, having that life work balance. So I hope that helps. Those are great tips. I have a follow-up question. So many of the women that are watching this, you know, we're all in different stages. Some of us um, have, like, I have one assistant. Some of us have multiple employees. Some of, some of us may have no employees. At what point, and, and Galen, you mentioned having, you know, a big team and stuff. At what point do you decide it's time to add a new, another employee? Well, that was hard for me in the beginning because I had been such a multitasker, but I started running the numbers and I was like, oh my goodness, I can bring on an employee for this and I can go make this. So it was basically just doing the math. Um, you know, one of the things that I had to convince one of my business partners about, because he was kind of a tightwad when we started and I was like, dude, I'm hiring this person and you were paying 50% of it because I'm not going to do and so you start realizing early on how easy it is to bring employees in. We are in an environment, though, that I'll tell you where everybody was thinking, oh, it's going to be the easiest time during this pandemic to get employees to come work for you. But you've got to remember, if you're not going to pay them over $50,000 and they got laid off, they're making $50,000 sitting at home doing jack crap nothing. And I put it in that term because I hope there's people out there listening that realize that's a short-term fix. That is not getting you on the road to success. Yes, I know you want to stay home with your babies. I did too. But they're only with you for 18 years. And then you look back and you were like me. I struggled with fertility, so I have one. And I look back now and I'm like, I'm so glad I did what I did because he went off, he got married, he's got two kids. If I had just focused on that and not on my career, I would have been sitting there going, well, what do I do now? So if anybody's out there listening and thinking you're doing what's right for your children by staying home and drawing on can't judge every situation, but I can tell you this, you got to have a life too. And those kids are watching you. And if you've got young daughters, you are there.
I did not realize this until a text from my son about two weeks ago, but, and I'll try not to get emotional, but I sent him this long text and I said, hey, did you get my text? He said, I really didn't know how to respond to it. He goes, you know, I just want you to know how proud I am of you and always have been. And so when you think you've got that guilty stuff going on, no, what you're doing is you're showing them, you were showing them that you would do anything for them. And my son used to tell me the whole time growing up, my friends want to live with us. They want you to be their mom because their moms were around them 24 seven. And when they got home from school, they were ready to go out with the other girls and have happy hour and all that. And when I was home, it was about my kid. And I invested all that time in my kid. I didn't miss baseball games. I didn't miss football games. I was president of the booster club. And yeah, I was putting in 70, 80 hours a week, y'all. I was, no lie. But I really had it in my mind I could sleep later. And, and I do. I do. Except this morning, coming here. But, you know, I would just encourage you to say to all the women in your circles, come join the fun. You know, I think, Malia, one of the things that I love about when you post, you're just such an encourager. And I think one of the things that you really got going for you is you're going to build a good team just by that encouragement. What I have found is that people come to work with you when they like your leadership style. And I've been very blessed. You know, I've got employees that have worked with me now since 1987. And, you know, that sounds like an eternity, and it is. But that just goes to show that, you know, you have a good leadership style. And when I left the last agency I was with, you know, I had 10 men call me within six months of leaving there. And they wanted to work with me. So for me, it's not really about a man-woman thing in this business. It's about leadership style. And, you know, building a team is not hard, but you don't want to bring in 20 at one time. Slow is the way to go. I, I've told every employee that works for me, there's a reason the tortoise won the race. Slow and steady. Make sure you've got the income for it. Don't overload yourself. I always tell my uh, operations staff, if we ever have to lay off an employee, it's something we've done wrong. If we fire somebody, then it's something they did wrong. But if we have to lay people off, it's something we did wrong. And so I really try to guard against that. So slow and steady. That's the best advice I can give on that. So Anna, you have a young family. I know. So how do you, how do you balance? And you've had some recent struggles with an accident that you had that you're currently recovering from. So how, how is your work-life balance right now? Um, so hello, everyone. I'm Anna from Louis, uh, mother of four. So I have three teenagers at home. Um, but I was a single mom for over 15 years. And um, 100% agree with Janine. Hey, <laughs> there you go. And uh, yeah, you, you have to accept help. Um, and like um, Galen say, I mean, like, yes, we adore our kids and uh, we want the best for them. But at the same time, 
um, it's no sacrifice in them. Uh, I have talked to a couple of moms and everything. I'm like, oh my God, but I don't know what my kids are going to do, what I'm not there, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, think about the future. I mean, I'm so happy that we have two big trips in the year. So one big trip is the whole family and another big trip is just my husband and I. And because I work hard and yes, some weeks I'm going to be more active than other ones. Um, but to me, the big support has been my team. Um, I started on my own about a year and a half. I've been in the industry for about seven years. I don't do Medicare. I may be going to pick some brains here and maybe get into it. Um, but I've been in the financial side and the life insurance side. And um, I, I found an opportunity where I can help a lot of people that I can um, grow my team. And with that technology as well, it has become easier to make that balance. So I'm 100% agree with um, Galen. Galen, I'm sorry. I don't want to Galen. Galen, okay, thank you. Um, and um, about the don't feel guilty because you are building up yourself. You are building up a legacy. You are building up uh, a strong base for your kids. I'm not planning to leave anything to them. <laughs> they have to work. But what I'm saying is like in case they fall, in case they, they need a strong base, I have it. And, and to build a strong foundation requires time and requires preparation. And again, yes, you have to prioritize, but I mean, you just have to manage in a good way your time. So like Faye say, a, a month ago, I had like a small accident, nothing major. I was water skiing uh, and I shred my meniscus. So I had surgery. So I being from at home, uh, but at the same time, I'm taking advantage of the time to um, help my team grow. So a lot of team leaders that I have have been growing at this as themselves. And of course, they have been producing and et cetera, et cetera, that allows me to have an income and allows me to have like a, that stability and like get in recover. Um, but I mean, being independent is, I think, a blessing, but at the same time, it's outrageous. Uh, it's not for everybody. Um, but I think it's easier when you actually are independent to have a family balance time than when you are a 95 employee. Or, or at least from my point, from my personal experience, because pretending it's 30 minutes like commute. So you have to leave your house at 8.30. So you have to just organize your family that from 8.30 until, and again, like you start at nine and nine to five and you get out, you never get out of five, you get out at 5.15, 5.30, you're at home at six. If you put exactly the same time and the same organization as an independent, you can have a better results and you can still like driven yourself to succeed. But the point is like when you're independent, oh, I can get up at 10, 
and then I can go my get my nails done, and then I can get my hair done. <laughs> and you start like uh, procrastinating in a lot of things, and they're like, oh my God, this is not working. <laughs> so it's just like I have the mindset. But again, like uh, to me, it's like I just hire Anderson Lewis. And I'm gonna pay Amazon Lewis this amount of money for doing this and this and this, eight to five, and if request to work until six, seven, eight, then she has to organize her, her time and I'm gonna pay her extra time. So I try to like uh, see myself on the outside and like I'm my boss. So, uh, and with that instructor has helped me a lot. Um, sometimes I fire myself, but I rehire myself. <laughs> Um, but, but it's, um, it's just discipline. It's just discipline to literally manage your time, uh, be a little bit selfish, think about yourself too, and accept help. It's nothing wrong with people helping you out. I mean, you're not a bad mother because somebody's helping you with them. You are an excellent mother because you're building a foundation and a, and a, and a base for them. So, um, absolutely, absolutely. So I have I do. I have weeks. I'm sorry that my husband is like, we need you at home. Yeah, that is not every week, but yeah. yeah uh, we all do. Wanna... We all do. And then there are times when I sort of feel guilty if I'm at my desk and at my computer and my husband is home and. He has free time, but I'm so happy he's a golfer. <laughs> so he has, he can golf. But um, I wanted to add, just add one thing to uh, the question that Malia, that you asked the, the add-on piece. One thing I think that that is important is to have, once you set your goals, the good thing about our being independent and being our own bosses is we can then work our schedules around what needs to be done. That's how I get things done. My schedule incorporates what I need to do for home, uh, what I need to do away from home, or what I need to do for the agents, what I need to do for the business, what I need to do for everybody. So I kind of just incorporate everything into my schedule, but I make sure that I have time for, for my husband, time when we're together, time that we're going to spend together, and that's when I'm not taking phone calls and I'm not checking messages and that kind of stuff. Uh, Sunday is a great day for us because I go to church on Sunday. Um, I do after, and, and Sunday probably is my day to cook. My husband is a great cook, and he does very well, and I hate to cook. But I do it on Sunday because that, that's the day I'm not working. So I will make you a good meal on Sunday and with dessert, and he's satisfied. So you kind of figure out those things that need to be done for the family side of it. And you just incorporate them in. And do not be ever be afraid, as all of these ladies have said to you, to ask for help. Find out also what your strengths are. I know my strength is in building a team and selling. <clears throat> my strengths 
don't always mean that I'm going to go door to door. That is not me. That's not me. So knowing where my strength is, I realized to answer your question about when to get help for the business, I realized that if I paid someone to set my appointments, I could run more appointments. I could do more appointments virtually. I could make more money and it was nothing, just it was like a little drop of what I would make to pay that person to make to set those appointments. So when you realize that there is something that you can do better with your time and by paying someone else to do that little that task and you have to pick the right person, you know, because they got to enjoy dialing and getting hung up on and all of that. But you can bonus them, too, because if you sell it, then you can give them another an additional piece of money and they're happy and that will motivate them to keep doing it. So I realized that if I am great at selling, I am great at just relationships with people, that's what I need to be doing. And I can do that better if I have someone else setting my appointment. So in your business, you're gonna find when you get to those points where uh, someone else can do the, the admin tasks or the tasks leading up to the close, that's when you start to make that decision, I think. Would you all agree? Yeah, I was going to say, um, that's, that's a really good point. And what Galen said about doing the math, that I remember the first time I decided to hire an assistant, I in my mind, I was justifying, okay, I'm willing to take a, um, a, a pay cut so that I can have more time with my family. And I was prepared to do that. And then I realized at the end of the year that actually she freed up so much time that my income was doubled. And so I didn't take a pay cut because now I'm able to spend time doing the things that actually bring in money. Um, and actually I did, this is just a topic that has been on my mind for a very long time. So I really appreciate all your advice and, and encouragement. I did ask this to a friend yesterday and um, she did share something with me that I wanted to share with you ladies. There's a book called um, Miracle Morning. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but I'm going to look it up by Hal Elrod and it's, it's about self-care. And they use this acronym SAVERS, the S-A-V-E-R-S. And what he's saying is to get up early each morning, even if it's like 15, 20 minutes, and do the, the SAVERS. So S stands for silence. A is for affirmation. V is visualize, like positive things. E is to exercise. R is to read and S is to scribe, like, you know, journal and stuff like that. I'm going to start doing that. Malia, um, I'm so glad you brought that up. I actually bought that book for my mom a while ago. And then she turned around and she found that they have a sales version of it. So she bought me the sales. It's Miracle Morning for Salespeople. So if you haven't already looked at that one, um, I would suggest checking it out. Um, I want to say one last thing. Um, 
also since I have the yellow square around me, but um, we were talking about showing our kids that we're hard workers and we, I will ask my kids almost daily, what do you want to be when you grow up? And we were in the car the other day and I'm asking my kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my daughter goes, I want to be an owner. And okay, that just, that just really, cause that's all she knows that I do. She knows I own a business. She, I mean, you can't really explain insurance to a, to a four or five year old, but it was the first time where I had that confirmation that she's seeing what I'm doing and that she is um, taking it all in and that I'm just being a good example for her and that, you know, she's, she still wants to be me when she grows up. But so when it's a simple word, but when she said, I want to be an owner, I knew exactly what she had meant. And it just reiterated that I'm doing the right thing and showing her the right path to becoming, you know, a responsible adult like I am. Very good. That that had to be rewarding for you to hear if that. Yes. Yeah. That's you know, billion dollars right there. I um, mean, you know, everybody can make money, but you can't always get back those years. Um, I, I have a good friend in the business by the name of Bobby Bache. A lot of you guys have seen him on Medicare Monsters or whatever groups he's in right now. But he always goes, I'm going to spend time with my kids because I can go make money anytime I need to. He goes, making money is not hard. Being a good dad is hard. And so I, I think that's awesome. That's so great. I also think we're in a unique position as far as being mothers and you know, working and being able to set our own schedule, just like with the whole COVID thing. I have a, well, he was seven during it. He's eight now, but you know, they locked down schools and sent him home. If I had worked a nine to five job, I would have had to like quit my job or my kid would have not have had school. I mean, or we'd be doing school at midnight instead of me working at midnight. But you, you know, for me though, you would be home with your kid yeah. because like this week when COVID went on the rise last week, I sent all my team home. You know, the thing is right now, everybody's got to feel safe or they're not going to be productive. Not You can make them come to the office, but if they feel insecure or scared, I mean, like when we got here and Dan was like, we didn't have to get a COVID test. I was like, but you know what? Employee in our company right now feels safer because they did. They know they don't have it. And now they're working at home because I'm not going to have them go back in the office until Tarrant County goes down a little bit because, you know, we're the new Florida. But I do have a question for our fearless interviewer. You know, Rebecca, yeah. I don't know if you thought about this, but I have a question for her. How did we lose you in the great state of Texas? What made you go running back to Florida? Were we not <laughs> you here? You know, what? it's surprising <laughs> that you asked that question, but... When I went to Texas, first of all, one of my nieces says, why did you, why did you and Uncle Norris move to Texas? And I said, you know, this was, I just knew in the company where I was that it was time to either move up or move out. Yeah. So I went the move up route. But then we went to Texas and we got most of the dreams that we had. We wanted a house on a golf course. We had that. We lived the life. Why we moved back to Florida, it was a mistake. 
It was definitely. I shouldn't be clapping, but I love the great state of Texas. A matter of fact, if we ever get past COVID, I want to have a boot scoot and boogie conference uh, because I okay. have. I'm a star. I've never been in Texas, and I would love to have everybody as my guest at Billy Bob's. Well, I would love to come. Uh, we enjoy Billy Bob's. We lived actually in Fort Worth, so I know about Billy Bob's. And I did not want to buy cowboy boots. My husband insisted. And one day he just took me down to uh, that place on, oh, I can't think of the Ladies. street now, but it's, what is it? Was it Laddie's? Yes. Yes. And I got, so I got them and they're just in the box. So, but my husband and I were talking about that the other day. We said, why did we rush to leave Texas? We just felt like because we were born in Florida, we were supposed to be in Florida, but that may not be true because we really did enjoy Texas. And we love them. But yeah, we but did. Rebecca and I, we could have y'all at my ranch and at Rebecca's and then we could go into Billy Bob's and we could just hang out. <laughs> Well, ladies, it has been such a pleasure. Every time I do Women in Insurance, the podcast is one of the longer episodes. And that's because, audience, that women actually have a lot to say about getting things done. And we have our own special ways of getting those things done. So thank you so much, ladies, for your time and your questions and your answers, your engagement and your comments. These are the women in insurance.